What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode for Matt Goes to the Movies. We are going to be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the 28th film released in the MCU. It's insane to think about how many of these movies have come out on top of that, the TV shows that have been released, all of the movies that are still coming out, Ant-Man, another Thor movie. There's just so much still happening with the MCU. Um, But that's for another time. Again, today we're going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the first movie after Spider-Man No Way Home, really kind of a follow-up and the after-effects of what Strange has done uh, in that movie. So, fair warning, this is going to have spoilers in this review. Uh, We are going to give it a second and follow the normal format and warn you, but if you've clicked on this episode, there is going to be upcoming spoilers, but we will let you know. So if you haven't seen Doctor Strange and you don't want to be spoiled... Uh, you're going to want to listen for the prompt to pause this episode. But, Brandon, I'll let you go first, man. I'll get your opinion. Uh, we'll start with the watch rating here. Uh, we're going to keep this spoiler-free, a quick little recap of what we think of the movie and whether you think it's a high rewatch, a medium rewatch, or a low rewatch based on what we saw. Oh, it's a high alone because of one scene where I was trying to, like I was actually tilting my head at theaters like, what does that car sign say? <laughs> like, I thought that was a reference to something, but just to see all the different areas and references in this movie. Yeah, I, for me, this is definitely a high watch rating. This is certainly... One thing that I will say in this spoiler-free section, um, if you know anything about this movie in terms of director... Uh, this is Sam Raimi's return to the superhero genre, and if you know Sam Raimi, this is a Sam Raimi movie through and through. His footprint is all over this thing, and for better or worse for some people, uh, I've certainly talked to people on both sides of the fence. Uh, I am somebody who is on the side of the fence of that really made this movie, to me, different from everything else that's come in the MCU. It is definitely shot different. It is directed different. It is not your typical MCU movie. Much like Thor Ragnarok really changed how Thor was presented, this is definitely a different turn for Doctor Strange and the MCU in general, and one that I really, really appreciated. Um... It does have a couple of issues that I'll get into. It's not a perfect movie, but it is certainly, for me, a high rewatch. I think there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, And I think there's things that you can pick up and bigger implications for things that may come in the future based on what this is and maybe who's going to show up down the line. So We might have a cast. Yeah. We already have a cast for a movie way down the line. So... I'm going to rate that a high, too. So, like I said in the beginning with a warning here, we're going to get into popcorn time, and this is where we will talk full-blown spoilers about the movie. So, again, if you haven't seen it and you've avoided online spoilers, this is where we are going to talk about absolutely everything. So, if you're planning to see this movie... Please pause this this app this podcast right here and do not listen any further. So let's get in to popcorn time. All right. So with that being said, one of the first things that is really going to stand out in this movie is this movie opens up like it really starts like. It opens up fast. Yeah, it opens up fast. I was trying to figure out like how to say that, and I guess it's just as simple as that. It opens up fast. Like it doesn't give you an introduction. It doesn't say, "Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to Doctor Strange." It's like, no, you're in the middle of an action piece with what is going on and two different characters. <laughs> yeah, and it's two different. Ca- well, one character's familiar, but it's 
a variant of Doctor Strange with a brand new character. Um, you have seen her in the trailers, um, but it starts off immediately with this new character and... I will say the one thing, her name is America Chavez in the movie. And I'll just say right off the bat that I was blown away by this actress. I will, Chadi Gomez, I, I think is how you say her name. I'm not really sure. I'm probably butchering the heck out of that. So I apologize. But I was blown away by how good she was in this movie. And to get her introduced right off the bat... I think they actually did that really well because right from the start, she's being chased by a creature who's trying to steal her powers. And Doctor, this variant of Doctor Strange ends up saying that he's going to take them so that this monster doesn't and it will kill her. And she's like, you're killing me. And there's a couple callback lines in this where he's like, but in the, the spectrum of the multiverse, your death, which is something that he has said before, um... You actually felt for this character immediately, right? Within the first five minutes of this movie, this new character that's introduced, you already have an attachment to. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, because she, like, she doesn't have a choice in this. She can't even control it. And all of a sudden, this person that's, like, is repeated time and time again, supposed to protect her, ends up failing her every single time. Yeah, it was, it was a great way to open the movie. And like we talked about... It is completely right from the start, Sam Raimi. Uh, he lends his signature all over this. The way that the camera it pans sideways. There's so many. There's so many Evil Dead shots in this movie. And Spider Man, like you, yes, you'll notice some Spider Man shots, especially um. There's one where Strange is coming in. It's where the shot is kind of a far away of him going in. It cuts like immediately like to his chest up. And that's like a completely like Spider-Man one cut right there. Yep. It's yeah. There are so many callbacks and shots to his other movies. But again, I think it actually really works here. I really appreciate the fact that from what what you see in this movie, it really looks like they gave him carte blanche to really shoot and do what he wanted to do. And he's talked about that in interviews where he was really surprised at the level of trust that they gave him to do his thing in this movie. Yeah, he's like, I want a storyboard artist. And Kevin Feige's like, I'll give you 16 if you need it. <laughs> yeah, so I was really impressed with Sam Raimi. But getting into the story... You know, you can kind of tell by the... If you've seen the trailers or anything like that, this is a story about the the multiverse. And then later trailers came out, and there were some, you know, spoilers in the trailer that we were going to see the Illuminati, and there were rumors about what we would see. And and the one thing that I'm going to say is the, the Multiverse of Madness title, I think, really hyped... A lot of people up. And if you're coming into this movie expecting hundreds of cameos, you might find a reason to be upset. But if you if you step back and break this movie down and look at this as what this story is telling, the characters that are in it, and the journey that they go through from the start to the end of this movie... And taking into account that things like WandaVision are... WandaVision is integral to this movie and still having... To have the full effect of what Wanda's going through and where she is in this movie. But I think some people could be disappointed based on... Maybe Multiverse of Madness is a little bit too broad... Yeah, my my one of my criticisms is not the can not the lack of cameos because I feel like that could have definitely taken away from the story, like taken too much time. Then we would have gotten rushed, which is just like the Moon Knight, Moon Knight stuff. Apparently, there was two MCU cameos, and they're like, we don't need that, and it worked out for the better. Um, but with the entire multiverse, they really spent like 
time in three different universes and that's it they had one montage where they're going through most of them but those are like half a second each yeah so. it, it's they're they go through like 10 universes in the beginning of the movie but you never really get to to stop and see them because they're just flying through them now i would love to see a breakdown of what maybe those universes are supposed to be. I love that we got a comic book universe. Yeah, there's a really cool shot where it literally just switches to literally comic book graphics on the screen, which is really cool. But we'll we'll go back and talk about, okay, the movie gets set up, she breaks through, um, Chavez comes to Doctor Strange's world. He, the, the real Doctor Strange, the one that we know from the first Doctor Strange movie, Infinity War, Endgame, Spider-Man No Way Home. He cannot get a break. <laughs> like, this is, you know, this is the Doctor Strange. This is, as they designate this universe for the MCU, this is Earth-616 Doctor Strange that she comes to, which has been mentioned several times that this is Earth-616. Great reference, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Great Easter egg. And uh, there, there's two main characters. Well, I mean, really, there's the, Chavez is. You could say there's three. I I would say she's more of the side character. Okay, but I I made this reference. We went and saw this movie. We're coming home in the we're coming home in the car, and I said I'm gonna make a comparison. And I I, I told Brandon I said let me get my entire thought out before you jump on me, um, for this comparison. And I said. In a manner of speaking, this movie reminds me of Batman v Superman. And the I reason agreed. and the reason why I said that is because even though this is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, at its core, this is a Wanda story. And I feel like Batman v Superman was Zack Snyder wanted to make a Batman movie. Um, and that's how he did it. He had to treat it like it was a follow-up to Man of Steel. But what he really wanted to do was tell a Batman story. So this movie is really to me about Wanda at its core and the, the journey that she's still going through and the hurt that she feels from losing vision, losing her children. Um, but the story with Dr. Strange, that's, that's something I like about this movie so much is the journey that both characters go on and the portrayal that they have I think is incredible. Starting with, I'll, I'll start with Wanda and just how like it, she's she is a tank in this movie. Yeah, she's she's broken. She's delusional. She, she's all of these things. But one thing she is not is weak because she just tosses people left and right. Like they really show. Like, the Scarlet Witch is unbelievably powerful. And it, there's plenty of showcases in this movie of just how powerful she is. I mean, yeah, we thought, like many people thought, Captain Marvel from our universe was the strongest for a very long point of time. And then we see another version of Captain Marvel just get like that. Yeah, um... <laughs> That's true. I'm going to save that point for a, well, for, for the, a minute here. The sound effect is for someone else, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah, she, you know, what she wants to do is her goal, what we find out, is she's going to steal... She's the one who is sending the monsters after... And I say monsters because once Chavez gets to Earth-616, there's another scene... <laughs> Where she's chased by another monster. It's a really cool well, fight scene. It's the same monster, I think. Yeah, um... Because uh, the, um, the thing goes into the portal with her. True. And I'm guessing just something with that universe just changes it to be, like, an actual kind of living thing. Right, That's so... That's kind of my headcanon for it. But a really cool fight scene, some great effects. That's another thing. The, the effects in this movie are really well done. There's... For all of the magic and everything that takes place... Uh, to me, there weren't a lot of standout, like, green screen CGI moments in this not, movie. Not really. Well, I mean, the magic stuff obviously has to be CGI, but, like, you could put... But it's not you super put vis that, like, visible. Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, like, we watch... You watch the clip of... It's not Wolverine's claws in X-Men Origins. 
Oh, like the uh, the paper mache yeah. Wolverine claws where they put a light filter on it and make right. Yeah, no, it's, noise it, it's, with it. It blends in really well. I thought they did a terrific job. But you find out that Wanda is the one uh, going after Chavez because she wants her powers because Chavez can travel through the multiverse. She doesn't know how. It happens when she's under extreme stress, but she can't control it. Wanda is going to take her powers. And she tells Strange, one of the lines is, me asking you to turn this kid over. Because she says, bring me the kid and that's it. You won't, you won't ever, yeah, you won't ever see me again. And this is me being reasonable asking for her. Strange isn't going to give her up. And we get the big, we get a, a, a big fight scene where Wanda just wipes the floor with, you know, the wizards, as Tony Stark calls them. And uses the floor. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, great, you know, a great battle scene. But this is where I'll get into Doctor Strange's characterization. And you said this guy can't catch a break. He goes, like, the way that this movie starts after you get introduced to the variant is he's at Christine's wedding. And you can tell, like, this is a guy I never really, up until this movie, I never really felt like, a sad attachment to yeah. doc to to Doctor Strange. That is true. There is a little bit in his first movie, but it's not like this. Yeah, like they have, they hammer in the "Are you happy?" question a lot, and it feels like he's breaking every single time and, it's asked. And and even though it's asked a bunch, it's never to the point where it felt thrown in your face. Like I all like every time you see him just you know, running into another Christine and finding out that in that universe, they're not together either. And he plays, Benedict Cumberbatch plays this role so well. Like one thing the MCU has done throughout, he plays three of them. throughout all uh, of their movie is their casting choices for pretty much everybody Oh yeah, has been spot on and ever he, since the beginning. And he's another one who he plays this role incredibly well. You feel for this character, you know, it's a guy who who made the decision, helped save the world to bring everybody back, and and even that's hammered on him too. Right, and like this is all like it's he still isn't. It, there's still something missing for him, and it's played really, really well. And it's in contrast, you know, it it plays a direct correlation to how he handles it, to how Wanda handles it. Where Wanda's willing to kill a child to be with her children. And they say that line too, like, I'm going to go, like, I'm going to do this to be with my kids. And they're like, by, by killing a child. That That's what I love, because it's especially, because it leads all the way to the end of Wanda's story in it. Where they... <sighs> Every yeah. time they keep hammering it, like, to the point where I kind of knew, like, she's going to face, like, hard consequences as soon as they went. So what about the other kid's mother? What mm. happens to her? I was like, oh, God. Like, she's going to. And there's look, a brief moment in her eyes, too, where there's almost. She thinks there's, about There's, it. like, a realization, like, that's true, but she's. She doesn't, you know, it's like, too, the, the ends justify the means. I think part of it is also, because they throw it right in your face about the dark hold mm. and everything about that. I think yeah. that that it's in there, but I also think they really hammer in that this is Wanda's choice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, Wanda's definitely making a choice um, to take this action. So as they continue to try and evade Wanda... They get hurled through the multiverse because we find out she is going, she can dream walk is how they portray it in, in this movie. She's going to possess the body of another Wanda in a universe in order to get to Chavez. And because they have transported, we get to meet the Illuminati. In a, well, I want to talk about the, at least the one universe that they're in. Okay, yeah, with, go, go ahead. You know, the call-up of Raimi, one of Raimi's best friends, Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. 
That was that's a fun little scene. Bruce Campbell's selling hot dogs. He's got his own little hot dog stand. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was funny. It was really cool to see him. Um, also, we get um, Chavez's um, mothers. Oh, we get that scene with Chavez's mothers where um, she gets startled by a bee. Yes, I, it's like a bee or a yeah. bug. The only thing that I would say is that was a, I, that caught me a little off guard because I was like, is she like allergic? Like, why did she get so scared well, by I, a bee? I think this it's a child's natural. Like, come on, we hate bees. That's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, we get scared of bees. <laughs> um, so when she gets startled by this bee, it causes a rift um, that sucks her parents through the multiverse, and she's never seen them again. Um, and she thinks that she's killed. You know, she thinks that she's killed her parents. And, and this is another scene. A great Doctor Strange scene where right Strange here. Strange is there for her. And, you know, since No Way Home, he's he's taking over this mentor, like, father figure role for these for these characters. And, and while he's taking on this, like, mentor fathership role, he's so good at it. You know, the in, in No Way Home, where he's like, when Peter says, okay... Cast the spell so everybody forget about forgets about me. And he's like, everyone that knows you and loves you will forget about... Like, he's very specific to say, will forget about you. He doesn't say they'll forget. He says we, because of what they've been through. And, you know, yeah. knowing that he's just a kid. And here with, with Chavez, too, she's scared because, again, Doctor Strange and other universes has betrayed her. And she's trying to figure out if she can actually trust this one and he's he's really good his emotional arc in this movie is there are multiple times during this movie and scenes where i like my my chest like tensed up where i like i felt genuine emotion for what he was going through and how he was trying to protect this girl yeah it's it's really good and it also helps that Doctor Strange is also this kind of role in the comics mm -hmm. so it really helps that they got someone who loves love these stories and everything just to put them in this movie yeah so as they you know again they go through the multiverse and they come to the Illuminati which again he meets another Christine who we well first he meets Baron Mordo who acts like he's his friend but you know, drugs his tea. Yeah, it, some so, things don't change in the multiverse. So he, so he knocks him out, and he wakes up in a, in a plastic tube, well, like a plastic cell, um, with Chavez, and finds out Christine is there. And you get your first bit of dialogue that says she's head of research at, what's that? The Baxter Building. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure any fan knows what the Baxter building is. Any old fan. And then you get the line that you saw in the trailer. The Illuminati will see you now. And he goes in, and we first get... Captain Carter. Well, you get Baron Mordo, oh, yeah, who's that. announcing. He goes to say something. You get introduced to Captain Carter... Who, again, if you've watched What If, you would know, uh, you know, that she has been introduced. She takes nothing in this movie. <laughs> like, no. Like, Strange starts talking, and she just, like, throws this shield at him. <laughs> you get introduced to Black Bolt. You get introduced to a variant of Captain Marvel. It was her friend in the movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, the biggest surprise for me... The smartest man in the you universe... Hear and the smartest man in the universe, and boom! Here comes Reed Richards, played none other than by John Krasinski, known for his work on A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2, and who doesn't know him from The Office? Probably, you know, the show that put him on the map. And I went... I, I contained myself relatively well. You still popped out of your seat. I saw you gain some height. But I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And as soon as I saw him, he's got an actual Fantastic Four costume. A really good suit. And as soon as I saw him, and as soon as he talked, I said, number one, I believe he's the smartest man alive in this universe. I did, me too. When he was just talking about the multiverse, I go, okay, just this guy is definitely Reed Richards. His presence, his calmness, his refined dialogue, 
everything about it was like, this is Reed Richards. And then I said, good God, when this rumor came out that not even that he was in this movie, the rumor of he was cast, like he was going to be cast as Reed Richards for the Fantastic Four movie, I didn't realize until I was like, that would be really cool. But man, seeing him on screen, I'm like, no, I need him as Reed Richards. Like, this is a must now. Like, I'm just going to go on record and saying I will be pissed if for some reason he is not the actual Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four movie. I did mention they make a case for uh, Strange to look the same in, like, every multiverse. Mm -hmm. So I assume that, like, they would do the same for kind of Reed Richards. So as they're explaining to, you know, Doctor Strange what is happening, why they're making their, like, they're here to make a decision on what to do with him because his incursion into the universe could wipe one or two worlds out. This is not something you're supposed to be doing. But in this universe, it's known that there's a monument statue to Doctor Strange as the hero who died defeating Thanos to save our world. So this Doctor Strange in this universe is a hailed hero. He gave his life to save it. But there's a catch. And who comes in? Again, you've seen it from the Super Bowl trailer. You've seen it in new trailers. But in comes Charles Xavier, played by what many would consider the GOAT, Charles Xavier, Patrick Stewart. But not just Patrick Stewart, but for fans... Patrick Stewart in the yellow hover chair from X-Men animated series in the comic books. And not only that, you get the little the little kid in me laugh, giggle, excitement, because you get a little bit of the X-Men animated series theme upon his introduction. That is a very telltale tale of how much they really kind of care about this stuff because there's no reason to do that right there's no other reason other than pure love and joy for it yep i saw something that like is this universe the um the cartoon universe i've heard does it take place like is this after the x-men series well i have heard too that they're gonna use this xavier um that this xavier is from the cartoon that they're relaunching on Disney Plus for X-Men the animated series. <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting and it would also make this another case of everyone kind of being the same throughout the multiverse, well all of them looking and acted by the same. So, I could definitely see it. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I would love to get like honestly everyone X-Men, Wolverine, Cyclops, everyone on the MCU at once. Yeah, that would be that'd be really cool. So, Professor Xavier is the only one who comes in to tell everybody that we should tell this Stephen Strange the truth about what happened. Our Stephen Strange in this universe did not die a hero. They lied to honor his memory because at one point... He was their friend. But this Stephen Strange was the keeper of the Darkhold. And he used it in order to defeat Thanos. And they had to make the difficult decision, which we get to see Thanos. He's dead. But, <laughs> yes. but we get to see Thanos and the Illuminati together where they decide that they have to destroy this Stephen Strange because Black Bolt decides to speak to him, which rips his body in half and shreds him to molecules. Which is really cool. A really yes. nice display of, uh, of his powers. I thought they did that really well. But this movie doesn't take a lot of time to stop, though. It, nope. <laughs> it keeps going. And Wanda has found them. And she is here at the complex, ready to take Chavez. And, and tearing up every piece of metal that comes yep, her way. These, these Ultron bots are shredded through... It's a really cool scene, too, with blood all over her because Wanda has possessed the Wanda of this universe. Um, but They show that, like, early in the movie, too. Yes. Uh, yep. And she absolutely... So, first and foremost, you get 
Reed Richards talking to her, and boy, she's cold. She she ooh, she doesn't care because he says, I have children. And her, you know, her line back to him is, Do they have a is their mother still alive? Yes. Good. They'll nice. have someone to raise them. Ugh. He says, Look, Black Bolt can you know, kill you by just opening his mouth. What mouth? And like the scene from the Matrix where they shut Neo's, you know, Mr. Anderson's mouth closed. She does that and then pops this dude's skull. Well, it was him who did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, because he says something and It, it can't come out of his mouth. I was shocked that they were able to show this. I was like, this is allowed in PG-13. I didn't even realize that's what happened. Because his mouth is closed. He's, hmm, boom! <laughs> yeah, like it literally caves in his skull. Um, I was like, they could show that? <laughs> then she shreds Reed Richards in five seconds down to his molecules that was something i was a little disappointed in though did he what did he they, didn't have a lot of t- like he didn't like, really get to fight showcase his powers he just stretched out his arm for like one centimeter and that's all that happened but yeah i could see but I we're could gonna see get that. more we're honestly gonna get more of him so um the two big fight scenes that you get with the illuminati are she gets to fight captain carter which a little callback line to i could do this all day yeah um and she fights Miss uh, Captain Marvel, both pretty good fight scenes. I liked them. I thought yeah. they had some good action. But one, she throws Captain Carter's shield back, slices her in half, and then absolutely decimates Captain Marvel with a statue. Completely yeah. crushes her. Yep. Great fight scenes. But one thing too, I got emotional during this. Um, he, Brandon knows the line. For me, I think it maybe hit a little bit more because we were talking about how the X-Men movies and I've like, I grew up on the Fox X-Men movies. I really love first class X-Men days of future past is one of my top five comic book movies of all time. I love the movie, but Xavier, when talking to strange does a callback line from X-Men days of future past, um, that I absolutely loved. It choked me up a lot. Um, and I just love some of the little callback lines from other movies. Yeah, it's obviously it's not gonna hold much to me, but obviously to other to a lot of other people, this stuff is gonna mean a lot to them. But I also love how we got to see they gave Professor X some time to do his like little mind stuff, and even I can recall the like fingers on his head and mm-hmm. the mind powers. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did like how they portrayed his using his telepathy and everything like that. I liked that a lot. He gets messed up as well. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> then he he confronts Wanda, and you think he's got like you think he's actually got it for I a second. I was like, of course, Professor X has this. <laughs> um, but as he's trying to what he thinks helped the Wanda in this universe break free of Earth six one six Wanda, she comes up behind him in a big haze of red fog. And just snaps his neck. Um, so this is what X Men: The Last Stand. Yes. X Men: Days of Future Past. Yes. Never ends. Well. This this man can't stop <laughs> dying, Logan. Never this this, ends. this man, I swear to God, um, just keeps getting the run to the deal. But so they're able to escape, though. Uh, Doctor Strange and. And Chavez and Christine are able to escape. Uh, for the time being. For the time being. For the time being. But eventually, like everything else, Wanda's going to catch up with them. But when she, before that happens, she finds out her true calling and the prophecy that they started to talk about in WandaVision um, when they said the Scarlet Witch strong enough to you know to challenge the sorcerer supreme and she finds the actual original darkhold monument it's not the book it's literally a mon- think think of it what like a- think of it like vader's castle on mustafar yes it, it, it's a it's a sacred holy spot dedicated to the scarlet witch and this is where she's going to make her stand this is where she's going to use the darkhold 
this is where she's going to possess Chavez. So yeah, this is where she's going to make her stand, and this is where she's going to possess Chavez and get her powers for the multiverse and and be with her sons. Really cool scene. Perform an exorcism on her. (laughs) Right, yeah, seriously. That's one thing we didn't talk about. When she first confronts, well, the the big battle when she first confronts Strange and Wong um, at the sanctuary... Boy, that scene where she comes out of the mirror, again, true evil dead style. It's a horror. Like, it's a horror it, it, scene. It, it, it's right a there. horror scene. It's great. Um, but, so, Strange now is going to himself. He has determined, once Chavez is captured, Strange now has to himself get the Book of Ashanti and, you know, help her. But, it's destroyed, so now what does he have to do? He has to make the same decision. So Strange is going to possess the Darkhold. He is going to use it so that he can dreamwalk, uh, which you get a call back to the first variant of Doctor Strange that we saw. He puts his dead body inside the top of a roof, and he's going to use that, and we get Zombie Strange. This was some of the coolest stuff ever. I, I loved all oh. We gotta talk about the battle before, because that's probably my favorite thing in the movie. That's right, that is the other that strange. Is, that is before. So we get another strange who the this world has had a collision, and this world is absolutely obliterated. Strange is there, but he also is in possession. He's in possession of the Darkhold. But you get a scene where they're using again, it is so it is Sam Raimi to the core. And you get a battle with musical sheet notes. notes that show up on the screen and they're throwing them. And as they're throwing these musical notes, you're getting the sound played. It's It might sound weird talking about it and listening to it in audio, but I'll tell you, when you're seeing it visually and hearing how it plays... It's such a cool scene. Yeah, it's like they're hitting each other with the theme that's playing right now. This is some of the coolest stuff ever. I, like I love that type of stuff. Yeah, it was it was such a great scene. Um, and, and again, he can't catch a break because Christine is like, "You strangers are all the same." Because he's gonna use the dark hold. Um, he's like, "I know we are." Um, but like I need your help. Like I need your help. You need to watch my back while I do this. But I'm gonna say this is where I do have my one complaint with the movie. At this point, this is where it felt like I say you could have shaved maybe 15 minutes off this movie. And while thinking about it, maybe I don't know. 15 maybe seems like a little too much. Maybe 10. Yeah, maybe shave that. 10 movie 10 minutes off this movie. Um, cause this is where it felt like it, it got a little kind of long in the tooth, so to speak, but still there were some great scenes. Zombie strange is animated. Freaking awesome. The hand out of the grave with the lightning, like that's such, that's such classic like zombie stuff, but it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, and then you get zombie strange versus Wanda it's a great scene. He's fighting her with souls from hell. <laughs> yeah, yep. And it's really great. But you get, you know, now this is... I don't even want to know. Yep, yeah, Wong. <laughs> one of my favorite lines. I just don't want to know. But this is where it comes to the decision. And we didn't talk about her a lot. Because I don't know how to properly talk her about... Because she's not... She's right there. But I think this is why you said she's like a side character. Yeah, because she doesn't do a whole lot throughout the movie. Right. But her her emotional journey is there. And this is where Chavez, who before in the beginning of the movie, was telling Strange, you're killing me, I thought you were my friend. She now turns... And says to Strange... I understand. I understand. Take my power so that she doesn't get them. It's okay. And again, this is where freaking Benedict Cumberbatch plays this so goddamn well. And the scene is so emotional where he says, No. Trust your powers. Use them. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm here to protect you. It's so good. 
it's so emotional, but he's also saying it with as a zombie, as a full like his face is so messed up. And there's another scene like five minutes later where Steven's like, "No, let her handle it," and his like his... half of his face is just bones. Like yeah. it's an even worse version of Harvey Dent. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if it would have had a little bit more emotion had it been him actually on camera talking <laughs> to her. He has no right leg. He's just sitting yep. there with like a bone rib cage and an arm and a face yep (laughs) um but so she does just that chavez uses her you get your first real look at her utilizing her power and as she's fighting wanda she tells her i'll give you what you want and she punches her through the multiverse into the universe of the wanda she's overtaken and this is another really good scene where her kids see her and are so terrified of this woman attacking their mother, this is her breaking point. This is where she realizes the callback to the line about what about that those kids' mother? And also, what happens to her? It does not help that their first sighting of this version of their mother is really strangling a child as well. Right, exactly. It's a really good scene. It's really emotional. It feels earned. Wanda has... You know, a a change of heart where she is no longer going to possess this body. She's no longer going to take over this reality and every reality. Because one of the things she says, too, is she's going to take over everything. So if they ever get sick, she can just jump into another universe where I'm sure there's a cure. She'll find a way to save them no matter what. Um, You find out that... um, well, she crushes the, the Darkhold castle so that the power can never be used again. There's no way she's gone. No, I don't. You know, they're, they're, she, because she crushes the castle with her in it. She doesn't have the Darkhold powers, but she's still Wanda. But you also see that red gl- blip Yeah. Um, when the tower crushes. But you get, I'll tell you, this was, a real again, a really good emotional scene. You flash back to Doctor Strange and Christine back in the other universe. And I really choked up when he when he told this Christine, "I love you." In this, in this universe, in ev- like in every universe, I love you. Like that's ne- like that's never going to change. Um I thought that was a really I thought that was a really good moment and I thought it like it helped him. It gave him closure. To finally really be able to, to tell that. to tell one of them that's how he feels. I thought that was it wasn't overdone. It wasn't over dramatic. I thought it hit just right. Yeah, I would, it's definitely a big closure. Like we're at the end of the movie, we need to close this all together. Part. Yep. Um. So we get back. Doctor Strange, you know, Doctor Strange goes back to this is crazy. Earth, Earth six one six. He salutes Wong as the Sorcerer Supreme, which was kind of a funny callback. I love their entire dialogue in the end. All all of the movie is so great, and then next thing you know, like Stephen bows to it. I was like, that's just great comedic like storytelling and everything. Yeah, it's really good. You get a, a, an ending scene where he's fixing his watch that was broken, and he comes out of the Sanctum Satorum. Take a stroll. T- take a stroll. He's happy. And all of a sudden, he goes, he starts grabbing his head and screaming. And what happens? But the third eye from the dark hold pops out, like, pops up on his forehead. And boom! Cut to black. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And the movie ends. I was like, you can't end it like that. What do you mean? <laughs> so the movie ends on a cliffhanger. We do get a mid-credits scene where I'm not sure who the character is that showed up. I'm going to have to do research. I I saw it, but I completely forgot. But I but it's like a, if you know, you know. But, but it's, it's also... Charlize Theron, too. I was surprised that it was her. Yeah. I was totally surprised that it's her playing this character. I'm like, boy, she's going to be popping up in everything. Um, But she says... You know, Stephen Strange, are you ready to save the, like... You made it an incursion. Yeah, you made an incursion. Are you ready to fix it? Glad, like, yes, third eye pops out, so I'm not sure how much time has passed. Yeah, that was Because it looks weird. like he can control it now. Yeah. But the thing that I found interesting 
is she opens up a portal to go to another dimension. And the dimension is from Doctor Strange 1 where he struck his bargain with Dormammu. So not really sure what's going to happen there, but it keeps me way intrigued to see what Doctor Strange 3 is and where we will go. You've got Baron Mordo that survived from the Illuminati world. He's the only one to not fight Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So who knows what he's thinking. Is he going to go after Strange? Is he going to team up with the Earth-616 version of Baron Mordo? Who, who knows? knows what happens? Um, but overall, I thought a really, really good experience. For me, um, I have all 28 films um, ranked on my letterbox account which is linked in the show notes, I actually put this in my top 10 for the MCU. I really like this movie a lot. It was a really fun, just overall fun movie. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it's like it's a good watch. No, it, it's not perfect, but again, I, I've seen some reviews and some things I really don't agree with where it says it has no story. Um, I don't agree with that at all. I don't really understand what somebody's talking about when they say this movie doesn't have a story. Um, again, though, I will say, I will, I could understand somebody being let down or disappointed on initial view because, again, Multiverse of Madness, there's a lot of things that were said and a lot of things that were rumored about how maybe big this movie was going to be in the multiverse and cameos and everything like that, when really, this really is a... a, What's the word of phrase I want to use? It's a contained, for the most part, yes, they travel to different worlds, but it's not... It's not as crazy as people might have thought it was going to be in terms of seeing other worlds and seeing other characters. I think, honestly, a way to really fix that... You know how cool it would have been if they're running from the Scarlet Witch and they're going in, like, they are being chased in all different dimensions and she won't stop. Like, she will travel through universes and just tank through everything. Like, that would have been really cool. Yeah. I, I Again, it's, it's not perfect, but it was super... I would definitely 100% watch this movie again. Yeah. It, it was yeah. really enjoyable. Anything else you want to touch on before we before we move on? I have a theory about this universe. Well, let's well that's a perfect time for for roll credits to, to talk about that. So let's get into to roll credits where we're gonna wrap up our review here. Um, talk about the movie. Uh, our watch our our a real rating for the movie one out of five. But I'll let you start with your theory, and then after that, go into your how many one to five reels. So first of all, I'd say this is a four. It's a very solid four. Okay. Because, once again, it's not perfect. But it's also really, really good. It also helps that I like how the direction is and everything. But they mention how Thanos was basically a catalyst for the Illuminati forming. What is the catalyst for this universe? Like, I'm, first it's a question, but I'll share my thoughts on what it could be. What would be the catalyst for this universe to form something that needs a group that needs to make a very harsh decision? Is it Galactus? I was saying Galactus. Okay, I, well, you know how I feel about Galactus, so... I, Which it, Galactus? It, it, cloud. Please, please dear God, not Stormcloud. If we get the Apple Cloud Galactus? And... Um, but, I, I mean, it I could think... be... I think, like, if the Silver Surfer came up and just we get that news of Galactus is coming and what do we do, I feel like that'd be a perfect kind of, like, all right, we need to make a decision now because he's going to be here by tomorrow. <laughs> right. Um, all right, so four. I, you know, it's funny because that's that's exactly my real rating for, for this movie. I give it a four. Again, yeah. fun experience. It's got Sam Raimi's footprint all over it. I think maybe that might turn some people off. Um, I want it more. Me? No. I love Sam Raimi. I've, you know, I, I like his Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 3 aside. I love Darkman. I think the, I loved the Darkman movie, which was basically his first foray into to a superhero movie. 
I am such a fan of Evil Dead, so his directing style I thought was a breath of fresh air for this franchise. I really enjoyed it. I give it a four. Box office-wise, I will say $34 million from Thursday previews, which makes it the fourth best ever. 36 36 makes it the fourth best ever, which is really good company. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Again, I'm going to be curious. Listeners, let us know what you think about this movie because, again, I've, I've seen some pretty far ends of the spectrum. It's very polarizing. With reviews <laughs> for this movie. And I think maybe this is something that Maybe these, you know, maybe the people that are so far on the uh, on the spectrum of, I don't like this movie. I think down the line, maybe after the initial thought of, well, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be with the multiverse, and they just watch it again for, okay, I'm gonna watch Doctor Strange two, so to speak. Well, a lot of it is the directing style and and everything, because it's uh, like honestly, it is such a different. Like take from yeah. the MCU, so but I, I still hope they do it. I hope more like directors they bring in because it seems like in Phase Four at least they're giving a lot of creative freedom. freedom. Like especially when you hear the stuff from Moon Knight and this. Yeah, so I was a big fan of it, but I'd be really interested to hear what listeners think. So that's going to conclude this review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but. Before we go, a lot of stuff coming up. Check out the show notes. Interact with the Facebook page, Instagram, TikTok. Got stuff coming out on YouTube. But immediate, like one of the immediate things happening at the show is starting May 8th, we will be breaking down the Jurassic Park series. Uh, starting with the first, working all the way up to the release of Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, really excited to start that series. And then, something brand new to Matt goes to the movies. We did this with Moon Knight. Uh, we will be doing, um, from the website Scener, if anybody's familiar with that. Again, that'll be in the show notes, how you can get there. Starting on May 17th, X-Men the Animated Series and doing live watch parties for those. So you can watch along with us, interact with the show, and just kind of sit back and and have some fun so that's really exciting we did a review on sonic 2 that's going to be coming out very soon as well we're putting the finishing touches on that so thank you so much for listening to this episode subscribe hit all the links email the show and we will see you very soon at matt goes to the movies